What is up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekend Unwind podcast with myself, Don's Lons, and your guy, Joey, over here. What's up, Don? How's it going, Joey? Man, it's good to see you again. Yeah, it's nice to be back on the on the podcast and uh, chatting about a couple different things today, right? Yeah, there's a lot of things to catch up on, um, especially here locally. Yeah, for sure. It's been pretty cold, right? A little bit. I still got a sweater on. <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. As always, you can find us on social media at Weekend Unwind. And you can shoot us an email if you got some topics via uh, Weekend Unwind Podcast at gmail.com. And we look forward to hearing from you guys over there, too. Recap? Do you guys want to recap from the last episode? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, a little yeah. recap. Okay. Well, last time we were here, we uh, had a few beers and... And, and rightfully so, because yeah. it was Still your unwind. last day. Yeah. My last day at my last job. and uh, so, so what was that? Yeah. Two months ago? Now, yeah, around? roughly. It was roughly uh, two months now. My last day was in December, and we're filming this February. So yeah, two months. Yeah. About two months ago. And it was... Uh, Bittersweet, you know, it's kind of one of those cool things to kind of close one door and be looking to open the next door. Yeah. And um, and you did it right. Yeah. You oh, did yeah. it right. Yeah, I did everything good. Ended at the semester. Some people say, oh, you should finish out the year, but, I mean, semester is just as good, guys. I mean, when you're working in public education, semester, end of the year, there's not a big difference um, granted, it makes it harder for administration to fill those positions sure. at semester, but um, as an employee, you got to do what you got to do. Sure, it's not like you're walking out in no. October or something. No, yeah. You you finished the semester, yeah. and, and that was good enough. And everyone knew ahead of time, and they had time to fill yeah. my position. <laughs> How long were you there? A couple, four years, five years? Uh, five and a half years. Wow. So I was on my sixth year at, at uh, Carroll High School there. And, um, and this is actually my ninth year as an athletic trainer yeah. that it would have been my finishing out my ninth year. So and, you're, you're switching careers. Yeah. Um, update us on what are you doing now while I grab a beer? Oh yeah. Yeah. You grab a beer. Uh, I am now a fire cadet. So I went from being... The athletic trainer at a 5A, which is pretty big high school. And um, there was two of us there uh, handling most of the injuries and all of the health care and all of the practices and games and everything like that for athletics. To now I'm a cadet where I'm bottom of the rung. I am just another dude. How is that? Because being an athletic trainer, like you're your own boss, dude. Yeah. It's been a little different. It's yeah. been an adjustment. Um now that you're in it and, and it's 8 to 5, Monday through Friday. Like. Yeah. It is nice because the the nice part is that 
Five o'clock comes and I know I'm I'm going home. Well, no. I don't have to stay till ten o'clock working basketball or no. working soccer, which happens in the cold and rainy or weather. Friday nights, you know, you're getting yeah. home till midnight. Yeah, Friday nights if football. You're earliest. Like, yeah, it's a late night. Like you, you don't get to go home early. So, knowing that I have that reward as a cadet, like okay, it's Monday through Friday, eight to five. Granted, I show up early because I'm the class captain and I want to get coffee going. I want to get this started. I want to make sure <laughs> I want to make sure everything's set up and ready to go for everyone else. But I get to leave at five like everyone else too, for the most part. There's always ish time, you know. Okay, so that, that's the good stuff. Now tell us what's one thing that yeah. <laughs> you you have to adjust to. Yes. Yeah. With anything, starting anything new, you, you got to adjust to something. Yeah. So what's there's, been the biggest adjustment for you? There's always adjustments, like you said. Anything new you do, there's adjustments. And with a new career going from athletic training in the public education into being a fire cadet in the fire academy with the city, um, being on call during emergencies like uh, our recent water boil. Yeah. And our recent uh, freeze and ice storm that we experienced. And then also realizing now that I'm a cadet, which means I'm like bottom rung. Like, I'm the dirt of the group. You know, like, as a cadet, you're you're worse than a first-year teacher. You know? It's <laughs> like, a good way to put it. Like, you're down there. You're bottom yeah. rung. Like, hey, man, you're just going to have yeah, to figure it out. Yeah, your stripes every day. Exactly. You've got to impress the people in charge you've got to work your butt off you have to prove it sweat blood tears whatever it takes you got to put in the work and that's kind of what it's been like it's that's tough to do i don't know many people that could do that like just switch mm -hmm. professions and then start from the bottom right because in athletic training you started from the bottom and then you you ran your own program for the last five six years and now you're starting from the bottom and hopefully you'll run the fire department one day but That'll be down the line, yeah, but for sure. cheers to you for doing that, um, and I know there's a lot of viewers out there and listeners that um, hold firefighters in, in big regards, and the respect we have for them Definitely. Um, is, is a big deal around here, so. Definitely. Cheers, cheers. to that. Speaking of cheers, um, here's what we're drinking today. It's called Athletic Brewing Company, and mm. it's called Run Wild. Here's why it's a big deal, and here's why I've been waiting for uh, Don to share what I'm drinking today. He texted me. He's like, hey, man, headed to your place. You have anything to drink? I said, I got what I'm drinking. Just bring what you're drinking because I don't think you're going to like what I'm drinking. <laughs> so if Don can read what it says at the top. Non-alcoholic <laughs> brew. <laughs> it's non-alcoholic beer. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I, I thought I'd... Hmm. Change it up on me, huh? <laughs> well, here's the deal. Okay. For the last 60 days, yeah. today's the 60th day that I haven't had any alcohol. No. Wow. Yeah. I'm impressed, 60 Joey. 60 days, dude. Dang. So that's why I wanted to surprise you. Yeah. And, and it, it's a new thing out there that I saw on Twitter. Yeah. Um, that a bunch of people, millennials, are doing. They mm -hmm. want to live the... Sober life and, mm -hmm. and still enjoy the still brew. enjoy the habit of having uh, 
a beer. And this one contains less than 0.5 alcohol. Wow. And it does taste like a beer. I've never had one of these. Yeah? Yeah. You know, funny thing, <laughs> since we're talking about non-alcoholic beer, and I'm glad you didn't tell me you were having that before I got yeah, I know. I know. You, <laughs> but, you want to show up. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I'm having some beers. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm drinking Dos Equis yeah, tonight, guys. Dos Equis. <laughs> that's the beer I would have if I wasn't on this. But I wanted to surprise you. No. It's one of the goals that I set for myself at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And kind of just... That's awesome. You know, this is a challenging spot for me because yeah. I know you're coming over with yeah. beer and I want to put myself in more challenging exactly. situations and yeah. not have a beer. You're right. There's yeah. a lot of people out there that say uh, that are against these because you're still keeping up with the habit mm-hmm. of drinking and like being socialized. You're socializing you know? with a beer but it's not a real beer. Correct. Like it's a... But they're saying like this is the this gateway the, to... Yeah. You're Get gonna you back into drinking. You're gonna drink like, beer. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, man, no, man, I can do it. If you like the taste of beer, but you don't want the alcohol, correct? That's what it is. There you go. Yeah. So no, I can respect that. Sixty days, man. That's awesome, dude. That's a big deal for yeah. me because I can't think of the last time I went a month without having yeah, a glass right. of wine, a mixed drink, or a beer. I can't remember the last month. If if the guys on the podcast could see my face right now, yeah. <laughs> listen, my I I I don't know when the last time I went. You've a gone month. a month. I I don't know the last time I've gone a month without a beer. <laughs> I'm just I mean just to be honest, it's like I mean the lifestyle that we live and... a Saturday Sunday and not have a beer. I mean no, I mean. And Friday nights after football type thing, yeah, I'm gonna I mean, have a couple of beers. We work our tails off yeah. to enjoy the weekend, and yeah. that's why we started this podcast because yeah, exactly. yeah. we like to unwind on the weekend for sure. So I get it, but it's just a little challenge I put it. Yeah, mind. that's awesome, dude. Well, congrats on sixty days. Yeah, I think it's that's, a big deal. That's cool. Um, so my first beer, official beer with my dad. Was a non-alcoholic was beer. It? <laughs> and, yes, it was an old duels, which I didn't have the heart to tell him I had already had beer before that. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> by the way, Dad, yeah. I already had beer before you had you had uh, given me that old duels, but yeah. that's neither here nor there now. But um, that was just funny when you. I mean, it's a memory me that alcoholic. I mean, my first uh, beer with my dad was non-alcoholic yeah. beer, and. Uh, it's my mean, first one ever. Yeah. Non-alcoholic beer. And yeah, I mean, the O'Doul's taste just like a regular beer, too. Yeah. I mean, like, they non-alcoholic beers are kind of on the up, I think. It honestly. is. It's like a There's little more movement. More yeah, just because... Producing them. They're the athletic type. Yeah. So, whether they have to run a marathon the next day, whether they got to spend 12 hours at a job, or yeah. perform athletically, they don't want to have that hungover feeling the next day but they yeah. want to still go out with excuse me with friends and enjoy a yeah. beverage yeah There's nothing wrong with it you don't want to sit out there and have a water while everyone else yeah. is having a canned beer or a and you're gonna drink one of these before you go and it has yeah. um like the beer taste yeah so why wouldn't you just if, yeah. you, if you like so beer. i went to specs i got a six pack they have a variety yeah. of non-alcoholic beers there that's but. pretty cool <laughs> just to be honest that's pretty cool though i mean i've i've kind of thought about like oh could i give up beer for lint 
or yeah. something yeah, like yeah. that. You know, could I could I go thirty days? Could I go? And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that. And I'm like, I, I don't know when I'm gonna break it. Initially, here's what happened. Here's the story behind it. December eighteenth, I think, or nineteenth. Mm-hmm. No, December twenty second. Me, Carrie Lynn, and my buddy Mark, we went out downtown and we had some drinks and mm-hmm. a couple shots later, he's like, man, I'm done drinking. Like, I'm done, man. New Year is a week away. I'm done. I'm looking at him. There's no way. Ah, yeah, I know. You, yeah, I was it's like, chicken. man. <laughs> my buddy drinks every other day. He's a professional drinker and wakes up fine and goes to work. Yeah. I can't do that. I know that. So I get on the bandwagon with him. I said, okay. I said, let's have a good night tonight, December 22nd. Yeah. And then that's it, dude. We ain't drinking no more. Yeah. He says, all right. So we had a good time that night. And that was the last um, alcohol I had. He was good for about three weeks. And he caved in and yeah. started drinking. Um, but yeah. It's, it's definitely hard to think about, like, just personally, like, to think about like, oh, would I not drink next weekend? No, I mean, I'm, I would probably just drink. Yeah. Drink a couple beers yeah. or drink a six-pack or whatever and just have a good time. You know, relax, kick yeah. back, unwind. Unwind. Yeah. So it's different to think like, well, would I do it if I had a non-alcoholic? Probably so. I mean, probably still the same, like, just it would be no alcohol. I mean, yeah. why, why wouldn't I still do it? So yeah. this is opening a different corridor now. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of screwed up here. I don't know if I should... <laughs> next time I might bring the non-alcoholic beer and give it a try. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, I thought I'd surprise you. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have one of those tonight. Yeah, try it out. At least one. And I don't know how long I'll go. Yeah. I Initially, I was like, I can go a month, and then I went a month, and then I was like, I'm almost on two months. Yeah, two months. Yeah, and then I'm like... hey. I feel better. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like just physically, mentally, I'm not cloudy. Mm-hmm. Like after some days when I would drink alcohol or wine or whatever the case might be, I become a little cloudy and I didn't like that. Yeah. I wanted to be in tip top shape physically, mentally every day. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, what hinders you from doing that? I was like, okay, well, sometimes you go out mm-hmm. and you have some beverages and then the next day you're foggy and it's okay. So one, I want it to be in tip-top shape mentally and physically. Two, it does save me some money. Because mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I'm the guy that goes out and says, hey, man, I got your next one. Yeah, right. Yeah. Who doesn't when you're having a good time? So those two things have helped me continue being sober. Yeah. But For sure. I mean, saving money. Mm-hmm. Still getting the flavor. Yeah. And then... You're feeling better. I mean, that sounds like yeah. a pretty good... I, I don't want to call it a gimmick, but... <laughs> <laughs> call it what you want. But it sounds like it's working, yeah. you know? Like, it, it sounds like something that is effective. And that's kind of uh, cool what? that I'm actually experiencing it from somebody directly, you know? Yeah. Instead just... of just, oh, yeah, I saw that on TV. Oh, I might try it one day. Yeah. Uh, that's cool, because... I mean, we've talked before, and you've mentioned how you don't like to drink during the week. Yeah. And you're strictly weekends type yeah. guy. And now that you're just not even drinking for 60 days now, I mean, that kind of is like, whoa, he he's on another level then now because he's able to focus 
full time in a sense. Yeah. You know, he doesn't yeah. get the cloudiness. He doesn't get the the effects of the alcohol the day after. You know, yeah. so, and that's what I wanted to avoid. Yeah, um, something I'm trying out. I don't think I'll ever be completely sober. Mm-hmm. Like I might do it for a year and then that's it, and then I'll still drink. <laughs> yeah. But it's one to prove something to myself, and then mm-hmm. two to see how much more productive I can be every day. You know, and that, that kind of reminds me of a podcast that we both talked about just a little bit ago. And, you know, if you're into podcasts, like if you don't look up and listen to new podcasts, then you're missing out. Because the Jocko Willink podcast... This gets my blood flowing, dude. Yes. Yeah. Jocko is a cool dude. He's been out there a long time. He's been doing podcasts for a while. Uh former Navy SEAL, he's been doing instruction, he's been, he's a highly motivated individual. Um, his podcast, he's got it on YouTube, he's got it on all the podcast platforms as well. That guy, when he starts talking... That guy's a different breed. You listen. Like, if you're not going to listen, you might as well just leave, because you want to listen. <laughs> that guy's a different animal, man. And kind of like what you're talking about, non-alcoholic beer and things like that, the, that's right up his alley. Yeah. Challenge yourself. Yeah. How are you going to challenge yourself yeah. to be a better you? And that's like definitely down his path, like yeah. things that he um, talks about and preaches. And I don't, I think last podcast I can kind of listen to, it may have been an old recording or something, but he had talked about, you know, those Navy SEALs who party hard and this and that and go heavy, you know, at the bar and things like that those guys end up not being as productive and not being as sharp as the guys who are dialed in, no. you know? And, and that was kind of one of those things that I was like, oh, I mean, I never really thought about it too much. I mean, no. but I can see it more now and then also see it more now that I'm a fire cadet. Now your I, performance is going to be on um, display yeah. every day. When I show up, if if I'm drinking during the week and I show up the next day and I know it's a PT day, uh, I better be pounding some water during the day yep. to get ready for PT yep. because otherwise I'm going to be cramping, I'm going to be foggy, I'm going to be yep. slow, delayed, yep. and you don't want to be that in, in the time that you have to perform and do things, you know? And I think that is something that, I know we talked about our goals. Yeah. Uh, to start and that wasn't year. one on that the goal list. That wasn't on your goal list. No, <laughs> that wasn't. Heck no. It might have been on my goal list, maybe. Might have been. I, I talked about maybe cutting down my yeah. drinking and being a little more healthy and things like that. And I actually, I've lost some weight since yeah, you do. since uh, the new year. Yeah. And I attribute that to my wife. So props to my You guys are getting healthy or what? She, she's been limiting my portions a little more. <laughs> Which I... Uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fat kid in a skinny body. You know, I like to eat. Yeah. So, I mean, she's been more strong-willed and kind of limiting me in that aspect. So I've been more uh, controlled on my dinner plate and everything else like that. And then, obviously, I've tried to work out a little additional yeah. to the academy. But with that, the alcohol aspect, I haven't really been much better. I still drink during the week. I don't drink as much during the week, which I've cut down. So, I mean, I'm making improvements. 
but um, I also realized that I, I've started to not drink as late into the evening, which I think helps my body kind of metabolize. It, yeah. it metabolizes the alcohol, and then when I wake up, I'm not hungover. Because that's what I would do when I would drink. i get mm-hmm. off of work, go straight to the bar, meet a buddy for a happy hour, mm-hmm. have a couple beers, get my little buzz, mm-hmm. and then uh, go home. And I was home probably by... Six o'clock, and then have some dinner, sober up, whatever, and then I'll be fine the next morning. Yeah. So yeah, I get that. Yeah. Your body has time to recuperate. Yeah. But I think this is just something I stumbled upon, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna try it and challenge myself, and um, it's been good. And I just finished my first non-alcoholic <laughs> brew, and they they try to spice it up and make them like craft beers and yeah. stuff like that. It's so good. what is that one? Is that one like an IPA? Is it yeah, a, it's an IPA. So it's a non-alcoholic IPA. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be kind of hoppy. It's going to have a it little is, flavor yeah. to it. And I want to see. It's out of San Diego, California. Brew without compromise. There you go. They're selling it. Yeah. That's good stuff. Well, you know, so we, we're talking about beer. We're talking about some goals. We're talking about some of those things that... We're trying to do differently this year. Yeah. Um, with that, you know, we're going into 2021. We've got your goals. You got my goals. We talked about in the last episode. Uh, we also are looking to continue the podcast and keep it growing, right? And with that, uh, one of the more recent things that we've kind of seen is like current events that have been going on. And that's something that maybe we might start talking about as well. Yeah. Uh, on our podcast is just like stuff that's going on in our area. Yeah. And, and kind of giving a local perspective for the global that might be listening. Yeah. Right? I, especially with what went on the last week. Yeah. It, it's been. <laughs> okay. So if you're unsure of where we're at, yeah. <laughs> the last week has been cold for South Texas. Very cold. What was our, like, coldest day? We had, like, 19, yeah, 17. 17, 19. Yeah. And that's, uh, it broke a 100-year-old yeah. record. The last time it was that cold was 1895, I think, is what I saw. And we had wind chills down to probably lower than that. But I can't remember the exact numbers with the wind chills because those depend on the wind. But, um, And I know we're getting a lot of crap about yeah. not being prepared for the winter but we've never had a winter like this yeah. in 100 years yeah what, I mean, what is winter yeah <laughs> like, like so this is the first time in the last six seven years that my grass has gone fully dormant it's gone fully that. brown yeah. okay this is the first time since i've lived in my own home that this has happened and that alone just tells you like we were not prepared Exactly. We're not prepared because that's not precedence for our winter. And for, what was it, five, six days consecutive freezing nights and days? I mean, we didn't get over 32 for four days probably. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as we did, it got to like 45 and then that night it froze again. Um, And then all the power outages, the the water boils. It's just our city's known for its... 
water boils. Yeah. To, to <laughs> this is probably our seventh water boil in nicely the last of it. five years. Yeah. Um, Which is not a good thing, but it's something that we expect at least once a year to deal with because it's, it's, one, it's where we live. We're right on the coast. Yeah. Um, near the Gulf of Mexico and that weather, I know switching gears a little bit, but that weather that we had last week affected a lot of the fisheries around here. Yeah. I saw a lot of fish swept up on mm-hmm. on land and there's a lot of cold stone turtles. Yeah. Uh I, I saw one of our uh previous coworkers from Carol, she was saving some cold stone turtles wow. as well. Uh putting them in her trunk of her Jeep or her vehicle, her forerunner maybe, wow. taking them to the the hatchery, the hatchery there, and dropping them off. So, Neat. I mean, it's just like see, kind of seeing the community step up during this that process. That was a positive. Has been real positive. Like yeah. HEB is always like HEB is like a Texas <laughs> number if, one. If you live in Texas and you don't have HEB, you you're missing out because I know a lot of North Texas doesn't have HEB. Yeah. So. Uh, you're definitely missing out. But for like South Texas, Coastal Texas, East Texas, Central Texas, HEB is the bomb. Yeah. Uh, we shop HEB all the time. And then during COVID, they stepped up their uh, their uh, what is what is it called like a curbside curbside. Yeah. They stepped up their curbside. To the point that you can schedule within the day, you know, within 24 hours, you can yeah. schedule a curbside pickup. And then they have so many more uh, and they're spots to, to do it. Yeah. Uh, they got it ready. Boom. They yeah. send you a text. Hey, your, yeah. your order's ready for pickup. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, boom, boom. They send you a text with your pickups and, and the things that they swapped out because they weren't available um, and whatnot. And, and if you don't like it, you can text them back and tell yeah. them what you want. And I mean, like... HEB's the the crap, you know. They're the they're the best there is. Um, there was one story that I saw on Facebook or something or Twitter that it was in Central Texas and people were shopping, right, getting their um, mm-hmm. their food, their water because they knew this big storm was coming, and then HEB lost power. Yeah. So they said that anybody that was in the store with a full grocery cart. Um, were, were able to walk out with yep. all those groceries. Yeah, I saw that. I, I read that. I think it was Leander. Right, uh, yeah, Leander, Leander, Texas. Got to do that. Um, That's wild. And, and they were, you know, I mean, so humble of HEB to allow that. You know, yeah. like, just, we know you're struggling. Yeah, people are in, in need. You need yeah. this food. You're not trying to buy filet mignon yeah. and... Yeah. You know, <laughs> T-bones and briskets yeah. and things that are out of the ordinary. You're trying to get food for you and your family, yeah. and the power went out. Take it. Yeah. You need it. That you know? story will be told a hundred years from now yeah. about HEB. And, you and know, that's why people will go there every day. What I read was when the uh, news anchors reached out to the HEB store and asked them about it, their response was, we have no comment. And then when they were questioned, is this a true story? They said, yes, it's a true story. But that just shows that they are not looking for, for fame. Publicity, they yeah. don't want the fame. They don't, they don't want, want publicity. It. They don't want any of that. They're just trying to do what's best for their community yeah. because at the end of the day, being great for the community is going to be great for the company. Yeah. 
You know, it, I mean, honestly, that's and what it people is. People went to social media and they freaking yeah. Twittered that thing and Twitter did its thing yeah. and everybody knew about that story without yeah. HEB going out there and no. publicizing that. Exactly. And that's and what companies that are successful, they do, they let word of mouth mm-hmm. do the marketing for them. So for sure. And yeah, that's that was a big deal. That's something that HEB's done great. They've responded well with hurricanes. Excuse me. They've responded well with hurricanes, they've responded well with weather, yeah. natural disasters, freezes, power outages, water boils. They've done above the the par. Like if the par was, hey, you be a good grocery store, they excelled. I mean they they yeah. they beat that into the ground because their each, beliefs and systems are just off the charts. Yeah. We can talk about H E B all day. We could it's just <laughs> we could. Yeah. Have you ever worked for H E B? I have not. See, and that's something like You? I have. Wow. And that was something that I'm kind of embarrassed to say to the point that because hang on, because I only worked there like two days. Yeah. Because I was in college and then my schedule couldn't allow me. Like I had applied before summer and then I got hired towards the end of summer and college was starting so I literally had to take a leave of absence college had started I had to go to work and I had to start doing athletic training and everything else so it didn't work out and that's kind of what I was embarrassed about like dude I man I only got to work like two days for (laughs) H-E-B and people like man you never worked H-E-B yeah I did I worked two days bro (laughs) put that on the resume (laughs) But, I mean, it counts, right? Yeah. Part of the family. <laughs> yeah. But that's the one thing that once I got hired with H-E-B, it was, like you said, a family. Yeah. They they treated me like family, even though I had only worked two days and then I was on leave of absence. Yeah. I was on leave of absence and they were still trying to call me. I'm like, hey, can you work? You know? I was like, hey, man, I'm on a leave of absence. Yeah. Because they, they understood, like, hey, people need money. They need yeah. to work. They need this opportunity and they're an employee and they're looking out for you. And, and I know with black Friday and with, uh, water boils and with all of the different events that end up happening throughout the year, and especially down here, they've always reached out to their partners. And during COVID they gave a raise to their employees and things like that. I mean, they're just a well-run company. A lot of our former students, Oh yeah. Work there currently. Yeah. Make a career out uh, yeah. of it. It's... You can be a manager in yeah. no time if you stick to the the track, yeah. you know, and and be making more than a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, HB is a great company and they've done a lot for the community the last week. Yeah. Um the week's been crazy, Don. Tell me tell tell us about uh yeah. your week cuz I know you we were fortunate here at my home. Uh, to not lose any power and not lose any water for those five to six days. Yeah. So we're very thankful for that. Um, so we just kind of sat around and cooked a lot and enjoyed our time. But I know a lot of people weren't as fortunate. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely, uh, I was on the other side of that. I ended up uh, losing power. Our water pressure went down. Um to the point where like it was a trickle out of our faucet. Yeah. So, um, and that, I honestly, I thought that might've been from just cold pipes and yeah. things like that, you know, but, uh, without power and everything else like that, I wanted to make sure that my wife and daughter and, you know, whoever we could 
get to warmth could get to warmth. So my in-laws still had power. They still had electricity, still had water, everything else. Um, they weren't on a rolling blackout like a yeah. lot of the state was. That is something I've never heard of, dude. Yeah. I I kind of was taken aback by that. Me too. So ERCOT, who runs the state of Texas power grid, uh, majority is like 90% of the state, something yeah. like that. They run their power grid. They decided that if we can turn off the power ever so often, we could protect the grid, conserve power and protect the grid because the grid wasn't producing enough power for usage. So for whatever reason, usage went up, production went down in this freeze, and they decided let's turn power off so we can't have usage. You know, and that's what ended up happening to a lot of Texas. Well, when that happens, people get cold. They get frustrated. They get angry. I mean, how many how many people are built for the cold? None. Right? Here. <laughs> we don't have hair on us no. like animals that no. live in the Nor Arctic. Nor do we have big sweaters. <laughs> yeah, or we don't have that kind of equipment. We don't have that gear. You know? <laughs> we just don't invest um, in it. We don't need to. It's a waste of money if we do. Yeah, definitely. Because we, we won't ever use it. You know, one day a year we might have frost yeah. down here. So for South Texas and Corpus Christi area, we struggle big with when it's cold. And whenever the rolling blackouts occurred on like Monday morning and uh, ended up just being shut off, uh, we ended up deciding, hey, we'll, we'll try to make it through the day. It was getting cold. And my wife and daughter, I sent them, we, we took them over to my in-laws and we stayed over there during the day. Ended up, uh, my wife and daughter stayed there for a couple days and I stayed at our house without power um, with my bigger dogs and my ducks no. uh, just so that I could take care of them and make sure everyone was taken care of and fed and watered and everything else um, to avoid losing, you know, family. That's extended family to us and we just couldn't take them with us, you know. Um, but with that, I ended up getting called in to help out the fire department uh, as a fire cadet and... Um, as a non-essential, essential employee, you know. No, you're <laughs> quote, essential. Quote, unquote, yeah. you know. Um, More importantly, in those times of need. Yeah, and that's what, as a city employee and in the fire department and, and also in the police department, you are considered an essential employee. So if there is a natural disaster or a state of emergency or any natural, you know, anything emergent that occurs, you can be called in. Like that, you know, like the snap. So that's what happened? Um, pretty much. Uh, so we lost power Monday morning, uh, and we were all told, hey, no school, no work, no nothing, stay home, take care of your family, whatever. Well, on Tuesday morning, uh, five of us from my class of 24 were told to report to the warehouse, the logistics office, and to help out. Um, so... If you know anything about the logistics department in any type of city or warehouse or anything like that, you know that you are doing work that is not going to get uh, you know, a lot of praise. You're doing stuff behind the scenes yeah. so that what happens on the big screen 
can be praised. And, and that's kind of like the position that we ended up walking into on Tuesday is like, hey, we need to get this laundered. We need to have this uh, moved over there. We got to get some waters delivered over to these fire stations. And we're running around doing all of the behind the scenes stuff. So Important that, stuff. Just oh, yes. Stuff if, that if doesn't get publicized or people yeah, don't know about. Yeah, for sure. If the logistics department and the logistics staff didn't do their jobs, we would Nobody else can do Yeah, nobody else jobs. can do anything. We're, we're, they were literally the foundation of the department. And um, it was nice as a cadet to see that now, early on in my career, yeah. before I get out in the field and to realize what a big deal logistics is to yeah. like the city and to the department because the things that they dealt with were phenomenal and, and how we all worked together and handled everything and got it done quickly and efficiently and um time of time effective and time efficient it was just and in below freezing temperature yeah and it was freezing our nuts off you know to to say the least it was cold you know and we were out there delivering water we were filling up water tanks with fire hydrants we were doing all kinds of things like that you don't see on the news which is fine because we're not in it for that but it was those types of things that have to get done so that the department can move forward and so the city yeah. ultimately can move forward. Yeah. And it was it was in enriching, you know, to, to do that and experience that. And it was frustrating, but it was enriching. It, it, it's a good experience, as we talked about earlier, just being exposed to that. As a cadet, how many cadets can say that? That they Not know many. where the warehouse is at. They know how the logistics works. Mm-hmm. And they can go and work there if they chose to. Yeah. And, and you know, we learned details. You know, behind mm-hmm. the scenes details that you would just never... Um, and you, in those moments, were just like a sponge. I bet. Oh, just yeah. So Let me ask more questions. Yeah. Let me ask, so how does that work? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and those types of things just help me learn more and help me speed up the learning curve yeah definitely now i'm no longer just a cadet i've got a little jump on the on the i've got a little edge to me now you know i've got a little behind the scenes like hey this is how stuff rolls you know this is how it goes and this is what it's supposed to be like and now i also got to see behind the scenes of the fire stations and i got to see a lot of the fire stations and where they're located and things like that i mean i'm ahead of the curve now you know for sure Big time. And that was a good good time. I'll miss it a little bit because it, it kept us busy. Yeah. Um, just boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, boom. You're just doing this. Okay, now we got to go do this. We got we to gotta get some waters delivered out to the fire station. Imagine doing that in 100-degree weather. Oh, man. That's what we're used to down yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> we can do that. There's yeah. no problem, but it still stinks, yeah. right? You're still yeah. sweaty. You're still out in the hot sun. But, yeah, yeah this weather the last week, man... No fun. And I'm one, I'm a pansy in cold weather. That's not for me. <laughs> okay, so funny story about cold weather with this guy. One time we were working a baseball game there on campus at Carroll, and Joey had about three jackets, two pairs of pants, four socks on. I mean, this guy was covered. He had not on, for me. He had on gloves that weren't even his. They weren't even baseball gloves. They were just straight gloves. up cold weather gloves, you know. 
He cannot handle the cold. I, I don't like <laughs> it. I'd like to be in flip-flops in 90-degree weather every day if I could. It, and, you know, I saw when you went to New York. Yeah. <laughs> the weather that we had last week had nothing on New York. Yeah. Dude, New York was 50 with yeah. sunny skies and no wind. Yeah. That's what kills us here is the wind chill. The wind, it, yeah. It's, it's, the wind and the humidity are probably our worst uh, enemies here. Yeah. You know, because it's crazy. Chicago's the windy city. Yeah. And, you know, whenever before I came down to Corpus, I had Googled Corpus Christi. I was like, let me see what Corpus is about. Yeah. And it's called the Windy City by the Bay. Is that what it says? Yeah, that's what they called it. The Windy City by the Bay. And I was like, dang, I mean, it can't be that bad, right? We get down here and, I mean, you get 30 mile an hour winds during the summer like nothing just a regular old 30 mile an hour wind you know every day whatever the case may be and then whenever it's cold it's it's cold (laughs) and that's what we experienced this last week that was no fun man the whole time the city ended up telling everybody to do a water boil yeah and uh that was because they thought there was a water main break yeah uh so then they <laughs> pipes bursting yeah, everywhere. Yeah, they thought the pipes burst down underneath. Well, I'm the saying ocean. like a lot of homes. Oh yeah, a lot of homes oh, did yeah. burst pipes, uh, and they thought that a water main yeah. burst under the Oso Bay, is what they thought. So, the Coast Guard volunteered to fly a helicopter and a plane over and try to locate bubbling water or whatever you know to yeah. find the water main break, and they didn't find anything. So they reported nothing, and the city continued looking, and then they started pressure testing sections, starting from Northwest Corpus Christi, working their way down through, and nothing, nothing was leaking that Just they could cold find. pipes. They found out that by the end of everything, that maybe it was just people's pipes froze, yeah. and or people were running so much water to prevent their pipes from freezing. Yeah. That it drained the water supply in the city tanks. I didn't think of that, but yeah. That to the point that we didn't have water pressure because yeah. everybody in the whole city was, was running, running water, water. <laughs> so that it didn't have. There was no pressure because everyone was water running water at the same time. Yeah. I so didn't think of that. It's I a know catch twenty-two. Yeah. Drains the entire time. Yeah, it's a catch twenty-two. Like you're trying to prevent your pipes from freezing. So you run the water. You run the water. <laughs> Cool. I mean, this is all new to us because yeah. we don't do this. <laughs> We're trying to figure this out yeah. on the fly. Okay, run the pipes so they don't freeze. Yeah. But if you run them too much, then there's not enough pressure yeah. to drain. Yeah. yeah. So we ended up, as a city, and I think much of the state probably, I'm not going to speak for everybody, but much of the state probably ended up in that same predicament yeah. where we as a whole community ran our water to the point where either our pipes were frozen and we couldn't get pressure or we were all running water at the same time so we lost pressure. Because oh, <laughs> yeah. we have no experience with yeah. this. Yeah. We don't know how to insulate our pipes. No. And, and much of our houses, I was looking at a lot of the houses in my neighborhood, like all of our pipes that come into our house, the supply line, you know, mm-hmm. like the water that comes from the city that comes into your house is external. So you have to legitimately insulate it or else you're going to lose your water line that comes into your house. You know, so that alone is just like our construction, our infrastructure, our streets, our water, electricity, everything was not made for cold weather like that. 
And it showed. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just make a big mistake. All <laughs> national yeah. news <laughs> it wasn't with good. this winter weather. But it's over. Today, the, the sun was out. It's probably mm-hmm. 60, 65 degrees. Yeah. That's the coldest I ever wanted to get. Yeah. Like, I'll take that, but God, it, it was crazy. Yeah. One fun. No, it was not fun. But, I mean, the highlights I think I saw were the city stepping up. They provided warming shelters they for did. the homeless. They opened up some schools. They opened up the American Bank Center. Yeah. yeah. We had the FEMA Dome at Del Mar, the mm-hmm. FEMA Dome at Cal Allen. Yeah. We had multiple places that people could go to to yeah. warm up. Um, yeah, it's always nice to see. Yeah. And people then giving out food, the city, drive-bys. The city ended up giving out uh, two cases of water per vehicle. Yeah. Uh, at five locations uh, at yesterday, actually. And that was also rewarding for me because I'd been working in the logistics side of it, and we were loading up all these pallets, and then to see those pallets actually get sent out to the community. And then I ended up getting sent out to hand out water cases. Wow. I was at uh, Bill Witt Park for a little bit handing out water cases, and then I got a phone call, hey, they need more cadets over at Natatorium. And I said, hey, that's right up by our alley. We've yeah, been there. We've, yeah. I've done that. I've been over at the Natatorium. That's CCISD land, you yeah. know. So we jet over there. and we Down the up, street from the house, too. Yeah, right around the corner. So we end up jetting over there down Saratoga, and we end up handing out more water cases over there, helping out, getting, you know, human lines out to, to pass the water off yeah. the trucks and get them stationed to hand out. And it was cool. Even the mayor was out. Was um, he? Well, it's Mayor oh, Paulette. Yes, yeah, Mayor Paulette Guajardo. Yeah. She, she was actually at the natatorium there, uh, when I was there, and she even loaded some water into some vehicles and things like that. Good for her. Yeah, a little photo opportunity and yeah. things like that as well. But, um, it was nice to see that. Our leadership and our community was present and yeah. aware of the situation, and was working to help. Um, even the fire chief, I saw him multiple times. I saw the police chief multiple times and it was nice to see everybody kind of come together in, in this rough time. You know, we, like we talked about HEB, even our, even Corpus Christi kind of came together and, uh, took care of everyone. It was the weirdest thing. The city just shut down. Yeah. Highways, bridges, streets. There was no transportation. You couldn't go anywhere. For two days, for 48 hours, people were locked up, couldn't go get food, couldn't go get water, just because there was a bunch of accidents on the main highways, and the bridges were frozen, and yeah. it, it was crazy times. I've never seen anything like that, just the city shut down. Yeah, we, when we Schools were, canceled for a whole week, just... Yeah, when we were out delivering water to fire stations, that, I mean, we couldn't take SPID because yeah. it was closed, yeah. and... And that just added so much time. Like, you, you don't realize how important that highway is yeah. to the community until it's closed. And, and then especially, like, the people that live in GP, that live in the Bluff, mm-hmm. that live on the island. Like, they were, sh- they couldn't come into the city and get no. any essentials if they needed to. No. They, they couldn't go over the bridge. And I, I have multiple fire cadets that are out on the island. Yeah. And they uh, told me, hey, we don't have power. You know, we don't have water. And... And there's nothing I could do for them because I couldn't get out there. Yeah. And there's nothing that they could do other than talk to their neighbors, you know, yeah. and, and see what they could get on the island. 
Um, but that, that kind of reveals some things that maybe as a city and as a community that we should work on improving, you know, and, and it kind of reveals that like, Hey, our water supply, maybe we need to work on that. Maybe we need to work on our electricity, Yeah. you know, working on making more power. Maybe we could sell some power to some other States or something to the larger. And you got grids. solar, don't you? I do have solar. And, and you know, that's the other thing. So people were asking about on a tangent here. People were asking about, hey, well, if you got solar, don't you have power? No, you don't, unless you have the battery pack, you know, solar storage. So, yeah, we ran out of power. You know, we didn't have power. But solar on your house essentially reduces the load that your house pulls from the grid. Okay. So that is kind of like one so of those you're, things. So you still have a bill. It's just going to be cheaper. It's going to be so much cheaper. Like... Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple months ago, I had a $2 bill wow. for electric because I have solar. I was I use mostly solar, and whatever I draw from the grid is so much smaller. So that's something that I think that Texas and the United States overall is probably going to have to go towards is pushing for more solar or green-type energy because this kind of just demonstrates... The need for it. Yeah. yeah. If we weren't draining the grid so much pre the ice storm prior to the ice storm, then maybe we would have come out a little yeah. on the better end. But but yeah, I was thinking about you because I was like, yeah, solar. And I don't know how that yeah, works. Yeah. You had explained it to me one time, but yeah, I was curious about yeah. that. Well, so I mean, that's the other thing with that is like the power bank or the, you know, the storage system for solar. It's a little expensive. Yeah. Um, something maybe one day we could install and add to it. Um, but I mean, I could hear all the generators running in the neighborhood, you know, and I'm just thinking, man, the people that have it. Yeah. The people who have generators yeah. and they don't have solar, but they have a generator. So it's a gas generator. Yeah. They're just filling it up with gas and running it. And I'm like, man, maybe that's what I should have gotten instead of solar. Cause then I'd have power right now. But, um, Maybe like for our community as a coastal community that mm-hmm. we experience hurricanes and things like that, maybe a gas generator would be something beneficial yeah. to have uh, down the line, essentially. Yeah, I've been wanting to invest in one. Yeah. And, and I was kind of looking them up a little bit and heard about like a propane generator. Because if you have propane that runs to your house or, or if you have propane tank you know, like a gas grill, Yeah. you could use that to run a generator as well. Really? Some, some generators, you have to look into them, but... Is it um, dual? Like it's some gas of them are and dual. propane? Yeah, Damn, some of them sweet. are dual. So they'll run gas and propane, and then they can run your house, and or run most of your appliances, you or yeah. your light bulbs, yeah. or whatever you're wanting to hook it up to. Wow. And that's what I started looking into while I was sitting at home in the cold. <laughs> Let me look. How can I have power next yeah. time? It's a learning experience, yeah. though. You know, yeah. you're you're learning from what you're going through, yeah. and and that's what I started learning about. I was kind of looking into generators. <laughs> generators, yeah. We need to get them. Yeah, those are. That's where my money's going to be at now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean the the last week has been challenging. It's been different. And I'm hoping that we as a community and as a state and local area kind of learn from what we went through and move forward. I mean... And we will. I think we're on the right track. Um, But yeah, I know this freeze just killed everything, dude. 
Yeah. Everything. It, it killed school. It, it killed uh, athletic events. It just canceled everything is a better yeah. word. Um, but what it did kill is a lot of plants and grass. You're right. How's yours looking, Don's Oh, man. Huh? Yeah, it's pretty brown right now. Um, so, I opted to take a risky uh, level, I guess, and I didn't cover any of my plants that are in the ground. I wanted to see kind of just what would happen because they're pretty established. Um, they've been in the ground for a couple years, so I wanted to see just what would happen with this storm. And I didn't really know how bad the storm was really yeah. going to be. And Who did? Yeah. You know, so I just wanted to kind of take a chance with the plants that are planted. The ones in the pots I moved into the garage, they're looking okay. They're a little thirsty, you know, so we'll give them some water, give them some sunlight. But the ones that are in the ground are looking pretty rough. <laughs> so in my front yard, opening up this uh, non-alcoholic beer. Yeah, now. tell me what you think about it. We'll, we'll give it a taste. Uh, the ones in my front yard are looking pretty uh, brown right now, but I think that because they're a tropical plant, yeah. if I can cut them back and they'll respond to the warm weather mm -hmm. that we'll end up having in the next couple of weeks and the palms should be okay. There's a couple palm trees that I might have to, um, you know, cut back and things like that, but overall, I think... My plants came out okay. Yeah. Now what my, about your my vegetables. My vegetables, they're gone. They're all yeah, it's ruined. But I didn't have too much that was going on there. So my grass though, it's all brown. It was looking green about a week ago. Yeah, man. And it's it's done now. It's dormant. And that's what with our grasses that we grow down here, mm -hmm. you know, Saint Augustine, Bermuda, those are your main two that will grow. Um they go dormant. They won't really necessarily die from the cold. So a couple things in the next couple of weeks, if people are listening and they're interested in taking care of their lawn, you know, give them some water. They need some water still uh, just to try to keep those roots hydrated. And if we can give them about an inch of water in the next week or two each week and uh, see how that kind of responds. And... I bet you will start to see some grass green up in there. If you want to go ahead and mow it down a little bit and shorten your grass a little bit, that's kind of brown and dead. And uh, it'll also help promote some new growth. And then you'll start to get that green up. And from there, probably like mid-March, we'll be looking to fertilize. And How do you think Hook's field is right now? Oh, man, I bet it's looking probably pretty good if I Because I guess. think they're going to have a season. Yeah. I think so too. I I so bet they're grasses. You know where I'm thinking. Yeah, I know. I need to talk to them. <laughs> hey, anybody out there that has a connection with the hooks, Corpus Christi hooks, get my man on their <laughs> man. Get my man on their field so he can record some stuff. Yeah. Um, Downs lawns. Even find if, him on YouTube. Yeah. Whatever. He'll take care of you long. The first thing he said when I saw him outside. Hey, your grass is looking better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> like I bet he just drives around the neighborhoods and like looks at everybody's yard. Yeah. But, um, yeah, anybody out there that has a connection with the hooks, get them out there um, with their ground screw, and he'll make a YouTube video and make it awesome for the community. Heck, so. yeah. I, I like to share those types of things, like tips and tricks and little secrets and little things, you know, that people can do to kind of make their grass look a little bit better than the neighbors, you know? Like, yeah. how do we keep up with the Joneses and yeah. maybe pass them up yeah. a little bit and... 
you know, that's something that I hope to continue. The and, sharing knowledge, dude. Yeah, yeah, for sharing sure. Knowledge. Definitely. But that's something that along the way there, uh, the hooks, I better... I think uh, they're going to have a season. I think so, too, and I'm going to have to get on their field. You yeah. know, I, I'm going to have to call some high schools and see what kind of games I can work or something maybe and <sighs> flex it a little bit and get yeah. in there and pull my cameras out. Yeah. <laughs> it's one way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> or even like on an off day. Dude. Yeah. Hey, man. There, uh, you need some help? You need yeah. some, you need some just knock on worker? that door. Hang on and just... Yeah. Knock on the door. <laughs> From a blower. Yeah. <laughs> can I can I shovel some yeah. sand yeah. for you? <laughs> yeah, the hooks are Corpus Christi hooks. They're our local uh, AA affiliate for the Houston Astros. So. Yeah, they renewed their contract with the Astros, it. and that's big time. You know, just yeah. to keep that connection with the big league, um, and then it helps the local community as well. I enjoy going to those games. Man. Oh yeah. It's a small town environment, yeah. and the grass is just beautiful. Their field is always the best grass in town, and I mean, I'm gonna miss working those baseball games yeah, at, you, at the Hooks Field. Up close and personal. I get to go touch the grass yeah. and you know feel it and see the grounds crew work yeah. and things like that, and I'll miss that since I'm not in directly contact with the athletic training. But man. It's going to be an exciting season, I think, for them. Yeah, dude. I know we don't talk sports much on here, but that's probably something we yeah. can dig into. We could definitely get into that. Mm-hmm. And uh, talking about those connections that we have with the community and into major leagues and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, there's a South Texas is known for their baseball. Yeah. And I know a guy who's played a little bit of baseball down here. Back in the day, man. <laughs> but it's still a rich tradition around here and a bunch of buddies of mine still compete in a adult league yeah. um, down the street and I used to play a couple years ago but I don't play anymore maybe I need to get back out there but yeah, yeah it's just if you're from the area I know like in 2010 maybe 2012 Corpus Christi was deemed as the number one baseball uh, town in America for um, amateur baseball yeah number one place for amateur baseball in like 2012 or something like that but that was unique. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it kind of all ties into our community and yeah. and everything that we've done down here. I mean, HEB probably sponsors every field, yeah. every baseball, softball, football, yeah. soccer field. They, they do all of that. And then every school district pushes and promotes their sports and athletics yeah. and everything else in our community. And, and all of the athletic teams in our community also give back to the community because yeah. they're always the first ones out there that you see doing things for the community, doing uh, blood drives, doing clothing drives, doing food drives, canned food drives, different types of things like that. And, and it really does show like how important education is in our community and how important uh, you know our community is to the people who are vital to it. Um, you know, the fire department, police department, the city, the teachers, the everyone, you know, a lot of I know the fire department has a bunch of like men's leagues that they're in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm basketball. I, I need to talk to them. Softball league or. Because I'm about to drop 21 on my next game if I can talk to them about that. I need to get in, get in the gym and put some work in. No. But yeah, I need to, we need to look into that some more. 
Do some more sports talking. Yeah, I like that. I haven't talked sports in a while. I went to a baseball game probably about two weeks ago mm-hmm. there at my high school. They were playing my former high school <laughs> scrimmage, okay. so I had to go out there yeah. and check them out. And that was neat just to kind of see some uh, familiar faces and just kind of get that little scratch that little itch. And yeah. It was good. That's good. But yeah, we, we got to talk more sports, dude. Definitely, yeah. That's something I can see in the next couple episodes. We'll talk more sports and talk more about what's going on in Corpus and, yeah. and things like that. I think that was a good talk about, you know, in today's episode is things that are going on around town and, and stuff like that here. I mean, Seems like we're always in the news, huh? Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Well, hurricane season, we're always... Hurricane, yeah. The eye of the hurricane always to come here, yeah. but <laughs> lately we've just been in the news for other things. Um, mm-hmm. Good and bad, but I think this one just hit home yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah, I know I know there was a lot of uh, people across the nation that took wind of what happened here and around our area. And in South Texas in general, because ice on our lawns is uncommon. You know, ice on our roof and ice on our pipes and ice everywhere. I mean... Yeah. Alright guys, that pretty much sums up today's episode of the Weekend Unwind podcast. And as always, you can find us on your Instagram and Twitter at Weekend Unwind. You can also send us an email via weekendunwindpodcast at gmail.com. I had a good time, Joey. How about you? Man, it's always good catching up with you, Don. Um, Listeners, viewers out there, let us know what you want us uh, to talk about on the next one. We're going to try to focus on some more sports, um, local happenings here in Corpus Christi. So, yeah, it's good, man. It was good catching up. Heck yeah, dude. And, you know, as always, make sure you guys hit that like, hit the subscribe, leave a little comment down below or or on the podcast and let us know what's going on in your life and kind of give us some feedback on the podcast Let us get some of that positive vibes going from Corpus Christi. Uh, I look forward to hearing from you guys soon. And I know Joey and I had a blast. And we look forward to the next episode.